Welcome to the Digital Week. I'm here today with the wonderful professor in the digital economy, Marek Kowalkowicz. Welcome, Monica. How are you? I'm fantastic. And joining us today, very excited, Dr. Paula Dutson. Hey, Monica. How are you going? Yes. And today, I wanted to hum the Star Wars theme because we're doing digital strategies of the future. Sorry about that. I got a little bit carried away. Um, so, strategies of the future, I feel a little bit like we are back to the future. Are we really still talking about digital and strategy? Marek, what is a digital strategy? It's a, it's a good question. The first thing we should uh, address is what are we talking about, right? Yeah. You say digital strategy, you ask four people what it is and you'll get 10 answers, right? And we, we need to, to go down the memory lane just, just for a bit and, and think about maybe 10 years ago, right. a lot of IT people thought, you know, IT, information technology uh, is, as, as a term, is not sexy anymore. So they started calling their strategies, their IT strategies, digital strategies. Right, got it. So it was all about making sure that the lights are on effectively, right? The computers are running, the systems are up, and so on and so on. But it was really IT strategy that suddenly someone decided to call digital. a digital strategy. Maybe they got more money for calling it digital. Uh, I think so, you know. There was, yeah, there was, was a, a lot budget of half. issue. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right? Then what happened after that? So that was kind of phase one, 10 years ago? That's right. And, and I would say probably about five or six years ago, uh, people realized that it's not really the case, right? That the digital strategy is the IT strategy. Uh, and so they thought, well, digital strategy is probably the one that is addressing how we work uh, with our digital channels. And you know, when you say digital channels, then suddenly all the marketing people get uh, up and say, course, you know, yes. this is our space, right? Because e-commerce, this is how we sell and so on. So suddenly, and you can still see it, there's a lot of marketing people that got promoted to chief digital officers mm. and started developing digital strategies. But it was all about same old, same old, being delivered through new virtual digital channels. Mm. Okay, so we moved from IT to marketing. That's right. What's our next iteration? Well, the next step is, and you know, some people um, use two terms. One is digitization, the other is digitalization, all right? And when they, when they say that, uh, by digitalization, they mean a bit more than by digitization, right? It sounds like the word is a bit longer. Uh, you know, what, what they mean by that is digitalization is not only about moving our assets to, you know, bits and, uh, you know, and, and, and basically IT, but also trying to understand what is the, the new, new possible uh, that is enabled by digital technologies. Yeah, so okay. suddenly, and this is the third stage of the of the digital strategy, we're talking about what we would call in the sharing digital economy revenue resilience. So basically the question is, are there new markets? Mm. Are there completely new business models? Are there completely new products or services yeah. that I could deliver thanks to digital? So Paul, a lot of the work you do about it's not above the it's not below the line being more efficient it's more about above the line? Yeah, and what we've really seen is the shift away from marketing to more and more people now uh, have more of a tech background, so that they're expanding the reach of the strategy. It's not in these siloed departments anymore. It's really mm. gone to the core of the organization, and it's really become everybody's job. It's not just IT, it's not just marketing. It's everybody's job to be digital and look for new ways to improve uh, their service delivery or look for new customers, exactly like what Marek was saying. Really good point. So really, at this phase, which is the now, are we mm. in that phase now? It's really the digital is the enabler of strategy. 
So digital strategy is kind of that's not right. Ended, right? It, it is the now, but we also need to communicate it more and more because we still see organizations that think digital strategy is a marketing strategy. Got right. It. That first phase is probably over. No one thinks about IT strategy as a digital strategy, but the marketing, very much so. Right? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Mm. And of course, we're always about what's what's the next, mm. right? So where is this fourth phase of mm. of digital? strategy as we used to know it, Paula. What are you, where are you seeing across yes. the horizon? So we're really thinking that the future is not your paper document that you then put on the shelf and let it gather dust. It's more of a, a living document. Is it an algorithm? Is it a bunch of tools that help the organization realize what their purpose is and what their goals are? Something that can be adapted throughout the year, changes, you know, more things happen in the market or as new things happen in the organization, as new tech comes available. But having you know that living, breathing adaptability to it, and so it's it, almost a democratization hmm. of strategy. You know, maybe the strategy in itself is the corporate strategy, which sets kind of a, a true north for the organisation, hmm. and then are people enabled in the organisation to in to interpret and then test and deliver that? Yeah, yeah. You know, when when you think about it. Every strategy document, not not just digital strategy, but every strategy document has been written uh, having an, a sort of an algorithm in mind. Mm. So the, a document, a strategy document, would say, "This is what we're trying to achieve. This is these are the steps that we're going to take to achieve that." Right? Uh, these were not true algorithms, not yes. something you would sort of you know copy to a computer and then run it. But I guess we're reaching that stage where nothing should stop us from taking a digital strategy document and making it digital, truly digital, mm. turning it to an algorithm and maybe, you know, creating a, a boardroom of the future where whenever there's a board meeting, you have a robot at the table or maybe a, a panel, a screen uh, behind the table that shows you how you're tracking against your strategy at any given mm. point in time. And even more so, you could say, well, whenever the board makes a decision, let's do this, the screen or the robot immediately tells you, hey, this is what's going to happen uh, with the strategy if you do this or that. Yeah, a great way to monitor whether you're on strategy or not, mm. because I know a lot of organizations struggle with, should we resource this, should we fund mm. this, and not really sure whether or not it's actually realizing the broader goal of what the organization wants to get towards. Mm. Yeah, perfect. And I have to tell you, as someone that sits on a lot of boards, you know, robots would be refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly think that risk and audit committee could be robotically lined. But, but, yeah, that would definitely lower the average age of the, of the board member, right? You know, robots are fairly young. Yes. Well, and diversity. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, you know how the robot turns up. So <laughs> moving on from really the phases of digital strategy evolution, hmm. if we now look at what are the elements that make it up so that, you know, listeners and, and people participating in our activities can really grasp, you know, where's some checkboxes of elements I really need to know that are core to my new strategy? So let's unpack a few of them. You know, where would we like to start? What's, what's number one burden? one for you, Marek? Well, well, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking digital strategies are, are enabling totally new channels uh, that or uh, allowing to uncover totally new channels through which we could offer services. So again, this is back to my point about uh, about digital strategy being you know core of the organization. You look at the digital technologies and you're thinking, well, I've been operating in this market, whether it's geographical or product market, for for ages. But now, what does digital mean for me, right? So uh, let's take an example. We worked with Queensland Urban Utilities, and we we explored an opportunity 
opportunity for them to make better use of the data that they're getting from the sensors. And suddenly we realized that they could actually be in a data trading business. You know, mm. they know so much about us, you know, yeah, chemistry. Deep to the core, very, right? Very, very personal <laughs> chemical data that's right, that's the, right. the water company That's knows. right. Yeah. So, so as long as we allow them to, mm -hmm. you know, to do something with the data, and I can imagine cases where we do, you know, I wouldn't mind if they shared my data with my doctor, for mm. instance. This is a completely, completely new channel yeah. for them. But this also means that the moment we, uh, we, we enable that, we can have completely new customers. So same example, right now this organization is basically uh, limited by where their pipes are, yeah. right? But the moment they're in the digital space, nothing stops them from offering those services beyond the reach of their pipes. Mm. They could go to the other end of the world and they could have completely new customers. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Very much like a Brisbane startup called Movis. That's right. Puts a sensor on any motor anywhere in the world and can remote sense it. Yeah. And then through using big data and algorithms can tell you when that motor needs to be, will we'll predicting when it will finish and yeah. when it needs to be repaired and, and avoiding downtime. That's right. Yeah. And you don't even want to get me started about the, the whole device as a customer yeah. uh, concept where we've Well, before we get on to devices as a customer, <laughs> I'm really interested in this frictionless. We talked a lot in the strategy development space about friction and that digital is friction, removes friction. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Paula? Yeah, so at the moment, if you think about what most organizations have with their digital strategy, it's got to compete or align with the other strategies in the organization. But also, outside of the organization, it's got to compete with the different strategies in the policy environment as well. And so one way that the digital strategy of the future could improve that removing any friction is removing any misalignment between the, all, all those internal documents so they can keep moving the ship forward, um, but also looking at ways to leverage opportunities uh, with the other documents that are around in the ecosystem. So by being aligned with, with where the funding's going, that's obviously going to help the organisation uh, bring in some more so let's let's give an example of that. So if I'm living in a great city, you know, one of the a new world city, and one of our aspirations is a really great place to work. How, tell me about how how we would measure friction in a great place to work. That's a really interesting question. So. I wonder if there would be an opportunity for somebody to measure that and sort of quantify those levels of friction that occur. So if you, if I'm a customer and I want, or sorry, if I'm a business and I want to have a productive working environment in Brisbane, maybe yeah, um, a yeah, new city, a new world city. I, I do wonder if there was a way to quantify all the barriers it takes for me to get my job yeah. done as a business. Or to find talent for your business. So how many, it's almost like gamification. How many steps, what's the fewest number of steps I can click or make to get from my talent to my talent in your company? Or my need for a talent and my talent being filled. Is that is that kind of what you're talking about now? And you've got algorithms and you've got data. So now I'm assuming that at a meta level, Marek, you can professorially predict these such things. Well, we, we, we like to um, sort of transfer some of the thinking from one area to another in, in what we do yeah. in the chair. And, and here, basically, what you're hinting at is that the moment we start to talk about digital strategy, about being digitalized to the core, we could apply some of the methods that we know from software development, for instance, right? So if we can talk about mm -hmm. user experience or, or the, the, the quantifying uh, user interaction uh, in, in the software market, why cannot I do that 
in the the, the, the strategy space as yeah. well, right? So look at how an inter how many clicks, whatever clicks yeah. means, how many clicks does it take for me to purchase or you know have an interaction with an organization. Yeah, another great example of that is a company called um, Mischievous out of Sydney that actually is an employee design, experience designer. Yep. Right, so they spend their life with companies designing what their employee experiences will be like, same that, way that we would do customer experiences. That's precisely right. So now how, how about you take it to the entire organization and yeah. all of the areas that the organization is focusing on? And a city-level experience. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. Really good. So uh, what, are, what other attributes? We probably should touch on a few more and then let's get to the jobs of the future. You were getting me started on the device as a customer. Yeah, well, I promise well you, you always like the device as a customer. Give <laughs> I, us a, okay, we need a 30-second device. That's right, because we need another podcast for this one. But the point here is uh, a digital strategy enables you to think about completely new types of customers. Yes. Rather than interacting with organizations or individuals, you can start interacting with devices that usually typically act on behalf of other individuals or organizations. So, so Siri, That's right, Alexa, your, your Alexa and so Google on. This is where you'd start your smart fridge, your smart car and so on and so on. But the same on the sort of business to business side as well. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm imagining if devices and our customers were reimagining all sorts of relationships, Paula? Yes, definitely. And the digital strategy of the future really helps the organization think about what is their role and I believe that the digital strategy of the future is going to widen the scope of what they can actually offer to the market because they don't always have to be the provider mm. of the product. Uh, if they are well doing their environmental sensing well and they can see that another organization, a startup perhaps, is doing something better than they are, instead of them building it from the ground up and reinventing the wheel, why not partner with mm. that startup? Yeah. Why not look to advocate for someone else who's out there in the market? Why not? you know, looked partner or fund or, you know, having these different roles means you can not be limited by the resources that you have, not be constrained and yeah. broaden the amount of services that you're offering uh, your mm. customer base, which could be robots, could be Pepper. Mm. And I like you use the word reimagine, right? Because it's, it is all the time quite a creative process of sensing, using data, which can be quite analytical and rational, but also there's a high degree of this personalized creativity in these models that, that we're, we're adjusting and monitoring in a really agile, just-in-time way. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we, we, we call it digital strategy, but it's so much about humans. It's mm. so much about imagination. Which leads us really to the key point, I think, in the second part of, and you've written a great report on this, and we can go to the PwC Chair in the Digital Economy website and find and download the report, because there's lots of great elements that you can check off in your organization. But, you know, these elements are all led by purpose. I thought that was really, really important, because like any good strategy, there's got to be a really deep, meaningful reason for you to to resonate into this space, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's not about uh, a purpose being I want to sell more I or I want to be the best organization in my, in my industry, but it's all about what I'm deeply, deeply, truly trying to achieve. And, uh, you know, we've worked with, with the city of Brisbane, for instance, on this one, trying to understand, you know, what are the attributes that Brisbane wants to, to be known for and so on. And it, this applies to every other organization as well, right? Mm. So, you know, if I'm a water utility, it's not about the fact that I want to deliver water uh, efficiently, cheaply to people, but it's about perhaps the fact that I want to be the organization that uh, makes 
people feel safe and comfortable, right? So this is the sort mm -hmm. of the level that we want to, to, to achieve in the purpose yeah. discussion. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So uh, we always like to, to really move towards what are these jobs that we're going to uh, be employed and deployed in these new organizations that are sprouting up with mm. really highly evolved digital strategies. Mm. So come on, give us your, your best shot. What's your new jobs? jobs what, about the future? A, what about a strategy hacker? Oh, yeah, okay. So you're going to have all your data, you're going to have your dashboard in your boardroom telling you what's great about your strategy and how you can move forward. Well, what if you looked over at a competitor and figured out how to reverse engineer what they're doing? What data are they pulling into their system to optimise value for their customers? I like it. Mm. So a strategy hacker. Okay. Got it. Okay. I, I have a mouthful, and I'll, I'll try okay. to I'll try to say that digital strategy strategy digital strategy leverage officer DSLO. What I mean by that digital okay. strategy leverage officer. Uh, what I mean by that is um, digital strategies are a bit different from every other strategy because we we live in the world of social networks and business networks, and every organization has to interact with others. Now, if one organization's digital strategy is not compatible with another organization's digital strategy, we have a problem. So the leverage officer, uh, perhaps a hacker or you know a person who hires hackers, should be able to say, well, if my strategy looks like that, it's going to work smoothly or frictionlessly uh, with, with you know with the other strategies, right? So it's all about alignment. And it's and you through leverage you get energy for lower cost. That's right. right. So you you can move on a wave. Mine is um, the new CFO would be the chief frictionless officer. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, let's throw out net promoters and let's throw in you know friction measurements. I love friction. That's a really interesting term. Anyway, we must away because you know our listeners don't have forever. So we're producing. You can go online. We can find the. Uh, chair in the digital economy website, uh, find the report. It's called the Digital Strategy for the Future. Lots of great detail in there, written by these two great folk, Professor Marek Kowalkowitz and Dr. Paula Dotson. Um, also, please tweet us in. We love hearing your tweeters and your tweets about what you think of our, of our podcast. So you can find us at Chair Dig Economy. So until we hear from you next time, thanks very much for today, Paula. Thanks, Monica. And uh, Professor Marek Kowalkowitz. Thank it's you, Monica. always a pleasure. So thank you and we'll sign off from the PwC Chair in the Digital Economy. Until next time. <laughs>